Hey Paroma, welcome to the show, and it's really, really awesome that you're right now. And guys, this is, to be honest, it's the third time that we have tried it out. I just want to say it loud out in the uh, podcast as well. So please tell a bit about yourself and your podcasting career so far. Hi Jeffrey, thank you for inviting me for the third time. I'm so sorry that we couldn't <laughs> make it the first two times, but this is great. Um, I've been listening to your podcast and now I have a better idea of the rhythm of things as well. So I had time to study um, and about my life. Okay, so I was not into podcasting. Let's say about four years ago, I had been listening to just one podcast uh, by this book reviewer that I really loved. And she has this really conversational, free-flowing uh, show and you don't think, you would think that there is no editing happening there at all. Um, Inspired by her show, <laughs> I decided about four years back that my friends and I will start a podcast of our own. We did. And I took on the burden of editing. And um, suddenly I realized, no, even free-flowing conversations need editing and a lot of it. So uh, I tend to obsess over things when I first get interested. And my obsession became very technical. I wanted to know what the softwares were, what the tools are, how much can I change of the voices that are being recorded? How can I improve those voices? All of those things. And um, I think six months into uh, producing my own podcast, I had my first client. And after that, it was kind of just, I used to uh, be a copy blogger. I used to uh, write copies for other people's blogs, not my own. That was too much responsibility and I was just not that fond of it I was a good writer but I wasn't very happy with that line of work but once I realized that this is something I can do as a job it was like if I had known that this was a career possibility in school this is what I would have gone to college for <laughs> not economics what did I ever do with economics nothing <laughs> so yeah that's my story. I think economics wouldn't have landed you in a place like you, where you are right now with the, with the look that you're having right now. Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, and it's really interesting that you said that you actually started out with your friends and you took the burden of editing. So just, just curious, is there any particular reason why is it something that you took it by yourself, the editing or someone pushed you so that they don't have to do it? No, no, no. It's just that it was so I was the most enthusiastic of the bunch. And you'll always find that when you're starting off a podcast with, a, you know, your co-host and you are the most enthusiastic, you will inevitably be the one handling editing. It's just how it, it's it's nature. That's just organically how things happen. And also because editing is very time consuming, unless you're very passionate at the start of things, it's simply not something that you would find the energy to tackle. And I was very passionate. So um, I convinced my friends by saying, I'll take care of everything. Let's just record. And for like the first two years, that's what we did. It just, we kind of just like, their responsibility was to make sure that recordings happen. My responsibility was to make sure that editing and posting of episodes happen. In the last uh, seven or eight months, though, my uh, co-hosts, my co-hosts, I'm sorry about the background noise. I'm co my my co-hosts have, um, they've been awesome. They learned editing from me and now we kind of alternate episodes. So um Plug for my podcast is Dramas Over Flowers. It's on Korean dramas. If you go to the bottom of the description, you can always find edited by. I, and I insist on it because it's an achievement when you've learned how to edit your own podcast. So um, I love to see that. I love to see my co-host's name under the episode because it's 
I taught them and they learned so well. So, yeah. Wow. You know, you're, you're actually kind of uh, sort of unlucky, I would say, because, you know, I was actually having this person. So she was having a crush on me and she's someone that loves Korean dramas. Okay. She just loves okay. it, the people and all that. I was, I, I, I should, you know, in case if you have told me this uh, two to three days before, I would have sent it to her. But just now we had a fight and I can't send it to her. <laughs> So I'm really sorry oh, but no. once we patch up I, I will definitely send you <laughs> I definitely you. do that and you know the interesting part you said about the changing of the voice uh, during the uh, editing process so tell us a little bit about that uh, regarding how can you like even a normal conversation uh, sometimes a transition may be put in a place where you will know it's not a transition itself so you clearly know that so how do you actually make those changes something uh, elaborate on that a little bit Um okay so first of all when you say transitions are you talking about like when we cut from one part of the conversation to another or are you talking about when we put in like special effects and there's music that jumps in to take us to the next part of the conversation like what transition are we talking about like one part to another like okay right so yeah. that that is that is basically content editing you're mm-hmm. listening through to this hour long conversation that you recorded maybe by yourself maybe by your friends or go- guests that you uh, really wanted to talk to and then when you're listening through you find that there are portions that don't make sense you've digressed way away from the topic of conversation or maybe you just you are getting bored listening to it <laughs> so you you cut those portions out but you have to make sure that the previous portion and the next portion it doesn't sound like an abrupt jump like you're talking about I don't know vegetables and you you suddenly start talking about sunset it it shouldn't be it shouldn't be abrupt your listener should never be shocked <laughs> so um you have to find the correct transition point where it sounds like you're winding down one topic of conversation and somebody reacted and it sounds like okay theek hai yahan pe this thing is ending and then find a beginning point for that next part where it gets interesting and just cut that middle part out that's it that's all there is to content editing lots of cutting out of audio yeah and the interesting part is that like we need to find out like which part exactly to cut it's it's really hard to find sometimes because uh, i i had this person called uh, snikesh morali so he is the host of the indian oil podcast so i actually mm-hmm. had him on my show and he said that uh, he is the one who's you know cutting editing doing the entire production work by himself and he's won many awards as a podcaster itself and i asked him you must be having a team behind it right and he was saying no it's just me i literally fell off my chair i mean like that's literally requires seven hours of production i mean like he did entirely that so uh, just tell me how does uh, how to like come over the toll of the entire editing stuff because trust me most of the times i ask the podcasters what's the n- number one problem you face in podcasting the first answer the answer is editing if someone else can do the editing in a simple uh, budget i would definitely go off that's what they said many people they said it how to come over yeah. that so that is actually the simplest solution the way to power through hours of editing and Listen um I have a three speaker podcast where there are three people speaking in each of them so to edit one of our episodes it takes me uh something like 5 to 6 hours that that's how because we're overlapping constantly I don't just listen to one track I'm basically listening to three it slows me down considerably so to do this by myself for the first two years it was really hard I would miss deadlines even though I loved the podcast 
and I was editing constantly for my clients, my own podcast started becoming this task that I was like dreading. I have to edit this episode. It's sitting in my hard drive. It's like three hours long because it used to be three hours long back then. Now we have like, you know, outlined and made sure things are more succinct, but it's, it was hard. And back then I think it used to take me something like 12, 14 hours. So you can understand what insanity it was, right? Exactly, exactly. So it's, there is, there are only two ways. The first way is of course, be super enthusiastic and kind of just power through the love of the podcast will get you through eventually, but you will miss deadlines. It's just really, really hard. If you have made um, your own show so complicated that the editing process, if it takes over, um, let's say four hours at an average to edit your episode, it's too long. And if you're doing it alone and you don't have the budget to hire anybody else, pace it down. I know it really hurts. Maybe your idea is something that requires an hour long conversation, two hour long conversations, break it into two episodes. Don't do it to yourself. You are going to lose steam, lose enthusiasm for your podcast and you will just stop. If you don't want to stop, make it smaller, make it something that fits within four hours of editing so you can get that thing out. That is the most important thing. So, you know, you can keep creating. And uh, yes, hiring someone in a budget would be great. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't suggest this, but if you want to hire an editor of Fiverr, do it. Just make sure that when you're first hiring them, tell them exactly what you want done properly. Because a lot of editors of Fiverr, what they'll do is they'll um, work a bit on your sound, add your intro, outro that's it. And they'll send it back. No, that's not what you want. You want someone to listen through. So that's a phrase that you should look for in their description and all of that stuff. If you are putting uh, up uh, a job description in Upwork, make sure you include detailed editing, listen through editing. Someone has to listen through the entire audio and cut out filler words. Yes, like um, uh, but um, us are actually not your biggest enemy. Your biggest enemies are when you're repeating phrases, when you're just going into nonsense digressions and all of that stuff. You want someone to cut those things out. So have them do it. And I would actually say for the first edit, listen through to your own podcast, you, like not as an editor, but just listen through in your sh headphones. Just take random, like approximate timestamp notes that these are the portions I want cut out, write down the phrases, send those to your editor first. If they can stick to those notes and edit it cleanly, that's your editor. It doesn't matter what budget it falls into. Don't go by, oh, they seem too cheap to be real. No, some people are actually good editors, but they are just not charging their worth because they have no experience, no portfolio. So test out editors. That is an effort you'll have to uh, take, but you can probably find one. And uh, to be honest, like, yeah, I can, I can seriously uh, resonate to this because some people, when they ask me, like, you know, uh, how to actually, you know, cut out the editing efforts, I always told them that instead of uh, recording an hour long podcast, you know, talking about your everything and stuff, just structure it, make sure that you're talking, uh, you know, a little bit less than what you're actually talking, then you can actually, you know, uh, do a lot about the podcast. So for example, if I'm talking right now, I'll be lot, saying a lot of, you know, you know, you know, I will be saying this again and again. So that's actually kind of my strength. I would say the branding that I always have for myself, I would put it that way in order to uh, remove the fact that I'm lazy at editing. This was what I would suppose. <laughs> so 
that's that's really an interesting part and uh, regarding the clients stuff that you actually said that after 6 months you got the clients uh, you know regarding the podcast editing so was it like a referral or is something that you outreached or someone came as an inbound how did it happen so it was like a it was a cold email basically so what had happened was uh, this was like i said like f- almost 4 years back and i was on one of i i don't think that group exists anymore it was basically a podcast group on facebook and uh, i was just reading other people's posts trying to figure out what they had figured out and if i could get like uh, tips from them and i started realizing that i actually knew more than most of these people just in 6 months i had like uh, sort of through osmosis learned a ton of information anyway eventually somebody posted that they were exhausted they wanted an editor and i was awake uh, at a really late hour of the night and i think Two minutes after they posted, I commented underneath and said, I'm, "I'll DM you." Um, I edit my own podcast and I send them a link to my podcast and all of that stuff. And then we started chatting. And uh, an hour after that, she had sent me the files for her podcast. And this is the first client I had. I'm, and the th- the rate I had quoted her was ridiculous I, I, because I had no idea what what a podcast editor. I didn't even know that was a job. I I just thought everybody edited their own podcast. It's just not a job. I mean, it's incredible that they want to hire me to do it. So um, I went for like a really low rate. I think at the, at that point I I charged her twenty dollars or something for like an hour long podcast. It was just shoot me in the head rate. Um, but anyway, I worked on that really meticulously. Actually, probably more. um more obsessively than a good editor would because i was so scared of having leaving something in there that shouldn't be in there i was once you get more experience in editing you don't obsess that much anymore you can tell what stands out what doesn't but anyway that was an experience it i just stayed up all night editing that because i was like i'm going to send this to her first thing in the morning and i want to know what her reaction is going to be i was more enthusiastic about her reaction to my editing than actually getting paid because i had no guarantees that i would get paid i mean i hadn't asked for the money up front she had just promised it that's it but i did get paid and she liked my editing and i worked for her for um i think about 9 months i mean until she went like she she kind of stopped podcasting um after a point the family stuff got in the way but yeah i think i was her regular editor i did up my rate after a certain point <laughs> that's that's good i was just going to ask like is it going to be 9 months of 20 dollars then damn that's going to be no that would have been really hard <laughs> Yeah, But exactly. Yeah. And you know the cheap rate stuff. Trust me, I kind of know because uh, I've actually started as a video editor. Uh, you know, on Fiverr, actually, I tried it out, and uh, I actually did uh, the research of the episode. Like, for example, it's a pod- video podcast. I did the research, mm-hmm. like how much stuff, what are things that are talking, important points, and I cut out that episodes and did some intros, outros for everything for four videos. I charged around five dollars. So, oh my god. Yes, it was it was me starting out, okay? Just for five for four no, videos. No, that make I I understand the concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. and it was around like that. And now it's like per it's like per video I'll be charging on $20 and I have a team of people who have been doing that like repurposing the podcast and everything and that stuff. Yeah. Now looking back at that, I I always wonder like did I make a mistake? But it's like that you know like the meticulous stuff that really taught mm-hmm. me a lot of things like what are things that we shouldn't do that should exactly. do and which provides the more value and which we can charge a lot 
so even though it hurts like for five dollars when someone says it hurts but still <laughs> it <it's>... hurts <laughs> it hurts now but back yeah. then jeffrey you're absolutely right those were the podcasts that i i broke my milk tooth on right i mean i i was learning on them they were basically providing me material to practice on i should have probably paying them <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I when I go back and listen to some of those earlier episodes that I edited, they weren't bad, mm-hmm. but of course they weren't as good as they are they would be now if I edited them. So, yeah, I'm just grateful I I got that experience. Wow. And you know, just this one instance that I just want to say is that uh, there was one podcaster uh which I had an interview with and uh, he actually said that do you edit video podcast i was actually seeing your instagram and he said and i said yeah yeah i can do that and you know uh, he actually told me okay edit this episode edit this episode that we had an interview with and if this goes well then maybe i can pay you uh, i mean like i can you know give bring you more projects and he asked me how much to charge and trust me even now it's sucked pricing i still have no idea how to exactly price those particular stuff if explanation services it's really bad even with my yeah. mba when we are studying something called services marketing they even explicitly said that uh pricing in services is really hard <laughs> even in the book they've explicitly yeah. given <laughs> so i told him like for 40 minutes something podcast i told him like around let's say 40 dollars like the video for that okay. he said you are charging really low i will give you 100 dollars he said that and he sent me the 100 dollars and i did the edit to him and sent it to him so i actually that's when i knew okay good people are that's there in this world <laughs> good guy yeah i've had a client like that by the way i had a very similar experience mm-hmm. it was and this was a audio drama they were producing producing i'm sorry and she um she just approached me i think i don't even remember exactly which platform i was on i at that point i was like on every platform going on like what can i learn what can i talk about and um it was re- oh she uh, approached me on reddit of all places um and uh, she was like so this is what i'm trying to do uh, create an audio drama do you think it can be done what kind of budget would i require and i was helping her figure those things out and then she was like do you want to edit it and i'm like i've never done an audio drama but sure let's try and so she sent me the material we hadn't even talked about uh, pricing and stuff because i was that dumb and i did the whole thing i sent it back to her and she's like this is excellent how much should i pay you and i quoted her something like i i actually forget what i quoted her it was pretty low and then she turned around and she just sent me 200 dollars <laughs> it was i was yeah. i was blown away because i i was not expecting it and actually mm-hmm. that was a bad financial month for me just you know So this was a completely unexpected thing that happened and yeah sometimes clients see the value of your work when you don't see it so yeah and it's just But don't wait for room. it <laughs> Exactly yeah. it's once in blue don't wait for your clients to see your value you have to be able to charge the correct price like your conscience shouldn't sting when you're charging a price but mm-hmm. your stomach should be full is what i'm saying so yeah Oh that's great to know. So let's just get down to some of the technical aspects uh regarding this editing process and all. So first thing is no. uh how do you think we should actually speed up the workflow when it comes to the editing process? How do you do it and how do you suggest that people should also improve the workflow in terms of editing process? So number 1 it doesn't matter if it's audio editing or video editing, know your hotkeys. <laughs> 
If you just have your keyboard and your mouse, make sure that every mouse key, every key on right in front of your, especially if you're left-handed, then, you know, the WASD keys, all of those things, the ones you use the most and the easiest, those are programmed for simple commands that you're constantly using, like cutting, like ripple deleting. Ripple deleting is when you have cut something between, you know, you've cut this section and the next section just swip goes and meets the first section. This happens in audio and video. So these are, there are so many commands that we are constantly using. And if you have to reach for the menu, go under edit and find it in prefer, you will die. <laughs> find your hotkeys, <laughs> program them properly. And if you're right-handed, make sure everything is on the right side of the keyboard. I had a client who consulted me on just you know, her podcast strategy. And she was a, I'm sorry, if you're a left-handed person, what am I saying? Um, and she was a left-handed person who had all the keys programmed for a right-handed person's convenience. And that just, it was slowing her down so much. So know your weaknesses and compensate for them. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It has to be easier for you. And the other thing is, I think we all know about this new software called Descript. It's kind of becoming a big thing in exactly, both podcasting yeah. and now even video podcasting world. I'm hearing a lot of video podcasters yeah, yeah. Uh, start to take up Descript. And while my, you know, my deep internal love for uh, waveforms, uh, waveform editing just makes me curl up and die inside when I think of people just cutting out sentences and that cutting up audio, because inevitably there is this harsh click that stays, especially if, when there are editors who refuse to learn waveform editing, so they can't even do the fade in and fade out properly. <clears throat> However, if you want to get your content out, if that is the primary thing driving you and you want to make sure that, hey, maybe there are some clicks and stuff there, but overall your content is presented the way you want it to, use Descript. It'll transcribe your entire conversation. You can just cut out sentences and that will cut it out of your audio or video. It's done. So simple. Do it. Use it. You have the tools now. Tools are coming out every day. You just have to enthusiastically look for them. Ha, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> and yeah, I've been actually using Descript for uh, this LinkedIn content writing. So for example, how I use is that uh, I'll cut out a particular part of an episode. So for example, now you have talked about hotkeys. So I'll cut out this part and I can make two to three LinkedIn posts out of it by transcribing it on Descript. So I've been using That's so that. smart. <laughs> yeah, so I've been using that in order to write my LinkedIn post because it's really hard that I have to think something and write. And when you already have the idea of someone else, I might like put it as a tips and tricks, something. I mean, like I never put credits, Jeffrey. No, I don't do that. I know it's someone else's dialogue. <laughs> I don't put that. So that's one of the reasons why I think Descript and it's also free for the first three hours of transcription. Yeah, so it is. I, I, th I think that's, that's really a great tool. So any, any two or more tools that you have? Any two to three tools other than that? Listen, the two tools that I push the most, um, I mean, I'm talking about just audio editing. Mm -hmm. Of course, the first is the amazing Audacity. That's how I started up. Audacity is my baby. They are, it's such a powerful tool. Uh, and often I, when it comes to editing my own podcast, I often go back to it. I just, I find it very comforting. Um, the other one that I would uh, also push is Reaper. It's cheap. You have to pay like one time, which is like $60 or something. And that's it. It's yours forever. It's one of the most inexpensive ones out there, but it is so comprehensive and 
really really powerful however way more complicated than audacity so if you want to learn how to do proper audio editing audacity is the one you should start on it's free what do you have to lose aside from hours of sleep that's it small price to pay <laughs> and some little and little so. added frustration <laughs> we can say that <laughs> Yes, yes, that is true. But there are tons of tutorials out there, man. There, mm. there are just so much resource available for you to learn audio editing. And I'm saying this as an audio editor. I'm pushing you to edit your own audio because I think it's more important to get podcasters out there creating content than it is to be like, come hire me <laughs> to do all your podcasts. That's just not <laughs> how anything works. So, yeah. Wow. Um, those are... Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You know, the funny part is that um I don't know how to properly explain this, but when someone asked me that can you do audio editing for me? I mean, I know the basics of it, like you know, the stuff the fade in fade outs and all that stuff. So, when they asked me to, you know, improve the audio quality a little bit, I studied something called EQ compression, ENC, EC something some formulas set by a guy on YouTube. <laughs> so, I kind of actually uh tried that out. The thing is uh when i sent it to the client he said that it's really sounding really great thank you so much he said okay fine but when i he- heard that while i was doing it i couldn't find a single difference and the fun i i don't know whether it is my ears that's the problem it's like you know uh the before and after sounds the same or is it something it's actually doing that maybe the client is finding some new difference maybe he's of different mood or something that he finds a new difference out of it so have you ever experienced like no matter how much the change you made in a particular stuff you still find it the same just curious it's in my case i'm just asking i don't know how anyone else have experienced but yeah so uh maybe not quite the same thing but i often find that when i am listening to this particular episode and sounding a certain way in my headphones and then maybe i switch out and i'm using my normal those phone cup the, the ones with the earbuds i'm using those they sound slightly different the same audio and then so recently what i've started doing because i'm creating youtube videos for fun um i after everything is done because i know that the video stuff i trust my computer but the audio stuff i'm a little iffy about because sounding great in my headphones but i have studio headphones so i want to know how it would sound if i if a person is just listening on speaker so i play it on my phone i go upstairs and i play it on the tv and then i find out that oh no the sound is dipping here and i didn't even realize it in my headphones so depending on your environment sound can change there is that so i've had really frustrating conversations with my clients where i have sent them stuff that sounds really good to me but they can hear a background noise that i can't hear i just it's not there and i i can see on my there is a uh view um in an audio editor called a uh, spectral view mm-hmm. where you're basically seeing a heat map of the sound mm-hmm. and it's different from waveform view mm-hmm. um not to get too technical so the heat a map that i'm seeing of the sound it would show me if there is some noise yeah, yeah. there right i'm not seeing any noise but my client can hear it so i run noise removal one more time and this time my client's like yeah it sounds great it's not there anymore i don't know what it was was it a real sound was it just psychosomatic i don't know <laughs> but these issues do crop up i i i agree so Mm-hmm. but having worked on something and it doesn't sound different sometimes i 
So with EQ and stuff, there are two things that I uh, specifically look at. EQ is equalization. Um, there are two things that you basically should know. One is how to raise the bass or lower the bass of a voice, which is basically the lower frequencies. Let's say between the 100 hertz and the five to 600, maybe 700 hertz. That range, that is the lower base of your voice. You know, especially with men, that's where uh, a lot of the, the, the just heavier cadences reside. And then you have this range somewhere between 3000 hertz and um, 6000 hertz where the brightness resides. And this is not just like, ha, ah, it's not just that. There is just a general, you know, this liveliness of a voice that resides in that space so you need to know and that's let's call it the treble and i mean not let's call it the treble it is called the treble <laughs> and you just have to know how to manipulate these two ends that's it you don't have to study equalization very heavily understand what it is like to raise or lower these two um ranges of frequencies that's it that is all you need to do with a voice if you're trying to change how a voice sounds that is all you need to do I mean, aside from noise removal, compression, la da 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 da, yeah. But I mean, when it comes to bringing a sparkle in a voice, something like that, these are the two things that you need to do. What I would strongly suggest against doing is, you know, getting somebody else's formula of what you should do and just applying that without understanding why they are, why the formula is what it is. I did that with compression initially, and I used to destroy audio because I didn't actually understand what compression did. I would just bring up the noise floor. So my audio, which sounded fine, otherwise would suddenly have a lot of noise. And I didn't realize that adding compression was raising the lower frequencies, the background hum and making it louder. It just, yeah. So, did we go off topic? I feel like we went off topic. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, I, I guess, you know, the heat maps which you mentioned, I think uh, it's in an Adobe Audition as well. Uh, I actually kind of yeah, uh, it took it out somewhere. So yeah, yeah I, can, I can definitely find that. You know, it's, it's really because, you know, <laughs> like you said, it's like one person can hear it, other person can't. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I found that someone is also with the same syndrome, I would say, <laughs> because it's not... <laughs> It's not easy that you're being the only one in the planet experience because I've asked this to several editors uh, and they said that maybe your headphones are strong and all this stuff. I'm like, no, it's fine. I mean, like, so yeah, it's 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 good to know that about that. <laughs> and uh, so and maybe we just had clients with particularly good hearing. There are clients who have a broader mm -hmm. range of hearing than maybe we do, and just maybe that is what happened with us. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, I can clearly explain because I have a client I'm working on with right now for the video editing and all the stuff for for this podcast. And uh, when we designed the entire five episodes from audio to visualization, we were doing the waveforms and all that. And we thought, okay, the designs are going to be shit and uh, may, they may be saying something about the designs. And the, the revisions that they gave us is like, change the semicolon change the comma, change the word to a capital phrase. I'm like, the subtitles was, they said that I was like, I was on the doubt that did I even study English? I was like, so I felt so bad. So that's when I realized that some of the clients, they look at things which kind of uh, like, you know, important towards them rather than just the audience, because 
who would even read the subtitles no who I... would even read the subtitles like that and i mean like i thank them because you know uh, if this actually came early because if this is coming to a client which is we are doing it for 40 minutes of the podcast if we're doing something like that we can't change go and find every single minute and change that is entire punctuations marks and all yeah so i can clearly understand like it just depends on client perception i would say we do have weird experience on that i'm really glad to share yeah <laughs> those stuff I am I am also always grateful when I get a, a very meticulous client who goes over every part of the work and then mm-hmm. gets back to me with notes. I I I used to have this client I and she's she's really amazing. She would go through every minute of the podcast and make d- notes and I would get timestamps for like 30 different places where she has notes. And sometimes it the anyways the thing is that it helped eventually yeah. i figured out what what was it that was really important to her exactly. and while i was focusing on the audience's experience it was also important to make sure that the host is comfortable with what is going out right so mm-hmm. it's yeah i i eventually i learned to appreciate that but yeah in the moment i was like, <laughs> what am i am i not a good editor is that what she means no no that's not it's not about you <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's just we just have to satisfy their expectations and uh, you know we'll become the expert then probably <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so uh, i just want to ask is it morning or evening you're in india right i'm in india and it's uh 4 pm in the afternoon okay. you're in india, i so just i'm also in india just just checking <laughs> Okay, so this is something that I always ask out of the box question, which is like, who was the last person that you made smile today? That I made smile today, probably my dad. I uh, I said something about uh, putting money in this particular savings thing that he wanted me to do, and I had transferred money last week, and I just told him about it, and he smiled, which is such a which is such a father thing to smile at. <laughs> well done, my child is saving. <laughs> Wow, that that's a really nice thing. To do. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, so just one final question before closing is that, um, sure. what do you think as the best tip that you want to give to a fellow podcaster in, when it comes to editing? For example, the best edited content in a podcast. The best edited content, like you know, for example, if you you must have listened to many podcasts, right? So you must have found that this podcast is the best edited one. So if, in case if someone wants to reach that milestone. what suggestion that you would give just one tip just one tip in the whole world that you want to give so so i understand the question correctly okay this is a tip for someone who is very much into editing and they mm-hmm. want to reach a height of editing where it sounds excellent your yeah. audience should not be able to tell that you have edited anything your audience should at the end of the listen kind of feel like you just sat down with someone had a conversation every minute was perfect nobody stumbled nobody spoke too fast or too slow and then the conversation ended perfectly music came in and the show ended that's it your audience should not be able to tell that a moment was taken out or added in or a space was added nothing that's it you have reached the pinnacle <laughs> You're wow. the best editor out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you become that? I try. <laughs> no, like, I don't well, think I've become that quite yet. So, in, with some uh, podcast episodes, yes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I listen to it, and I'm like, my God, I was good. I was good today. This was a good day's work. And sometimes I listen back, and I kind of want to cry because wow. 
after it's gone on to you know mm-hmm. on air i'm listening and often i do this after i've posted an episode i listen again mm-hmm. and i'm like why didn't i take this out why didn't i smooth this out and i i don't do that thing where you go in and replace files later because it it stays the original file stays in a lot of the pod apps yeah, yeah. anyway though because yeah. it automatically downloads so what you have published is what is out there unless there is something hugely erroneous that you want to take out don't don't replace files that's just not worth it get it right before you upload it <laughs> exactly and you know just just one instance that i kind of completely screwed up before this fifth episode is that uh, i was recording on zencaster so while i was recording mm-hmm. i forgot to change the microphone to this microphone so it was actually recording on my laptop's microphone and i came to know this only after one of my friends actually edited because i was actually having my exams for a week so i couldn't do anything so my friend just did a small edit and sent it to me and only when the when i came to know is i didn't even listen to it i didn't even listen to the episode i just uploaded it then when i listened to it from my you know uh, the hosting platform i came to know that why is my audio sounding like this like you know is it i'm like what is this happening but the guest sound <laughs> was totally awesome because uh, he was using a premium mic and that was awesome mine was total i mean like god that, so i actually thought of removing it but i thought his guest's voice is really good so i didn't actually ask a lot of questions i just asked one question he was having a really uh, humongous answer because he was it was his first time and he has a podcast course so that's the main topic so he was telling his experience like you know from where did he start and all so i was like thank god something i mean like some good actually there not to do it but yeah this is this is this is how uh, you know in my case and uh, it's just it's just it's... yeah i've had instances where we forgot to press the record button so yeah i i feel you <laughs> oh my god awesome so parama thank you so much for coming to the show and you are really answer the questions i mean like i never actually to be honest i really feel sad that i missed out the first opportunities but third thing third time is it's is really super awesome you you have made it up so you have made me happy so i forgive you <laughs> thank you i appreciate it so uh, is there anything else you want to ask me like yeah you have any questions do i want to ask you okay um i can't think of a single question i'm so sorry <laughs> just just take your time no worries <laughs> okay um So I want to ask you. So I am not. Uh, I don't have a video podcast. So mm-hmm. since you work on video podcasts, answer me this because I've been thinking of starting a solo one that is that where I record the video and I am recording the audio at the same time. Um, with your video podcasts, do you? I like the video goes on YouTube. The mm-hmm. audio goes on your host. But do you? edit them separately the video and the audio or is the audio edited with the video and whatever the audio is from that you just export that and uh publish it like what which what method do you use uh that's a good one and basically uh i would say the audio requires more editing you clearly knows that people who are listening to audio they would you know put on their headphones like jogging or working out but the videos isn't like that so you don't require that much of an editing to be done in the audio case of the video so you just have to just uh, you know upload it as already is because uh, um the worst thing that would be there is some noises will be here and there some gaps maybe <clears throat> but probably if people actually committed uh, for 15 to 20 minutes of your uh, you know episode probably they would have you know finished the entire video episode as well so yeah. Yeah, basically, you would just go to the video first, 
then you know make the corrections a little bit of i think audition actually has the option of uh, having the video as well inside i guess probably i don't i don't know it does but then in that case you're prioritizing the audio not the video mm. like if you're because the video is like this tiny thing <laughs> in a box here and you're just uh, editing the audio but then mm. i suppose if it's a video podcast the video is more important like the transition in the video screen should be smooth and not yeah. ke you're saying something and you said an um and the editor took out the um and then halfway through your head went from here and suddenly the yeah, frame starts jumps. again from here that's <laughs> that's awful <laughs> yes exactly because the video client that i worked with he said that the video should be too jumpy because because uh when you remove the arms or the small gaps you might be changing the position and the video will be jumping like you know from this to this this will be yeah, jumping yeah exactly so instead of doing a lot of the transition what he said is that you can place two videos above so for example when i'm speaking like ha huh, and all that stuff you can show the face of the other person that will actually you know uh focus more on the other person than this but yeah but more on this works on for example let's say uh if you have seen this uh, video of uh, ranveer uh, uh this beer biceps guy uh, i don't know whether you have checked him out or i know him but i haven't seen too many of his videos yeah, actually any you... of his videos <laughs> <laughs> if you check him out on youtube you can see that uh, he doesn't do a lot of zoom ones uh, he has done it but uh, it will be simple editing and stuff but when it comes to uh, of his videos editing on instagram videos or something like that that will be on different level it will be really nice and even gary vaynerchuk there's this guy and these are the guys they I know yeah. him <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I used this model I used this micro content creation model to you know start my stuff and everything and so yeah majorly focus on the video the uh, presentation the looks the subtitles then people would be loving it for because it's not entirely audio people don't want their ear to be burst so that's in case of audio editing but in the video people don't uh, mind the audio that much they just focus on the video because nowadays many zoom calls are happening no one is having a premium microphone everyone would be having yeah. normal headphones so they you can't change a lot of that so yeah that's how it it can can be done yeah that makes sense yeah i was trying to figure out what i should prioritize should i prioritize mm. the sound should i prioritize the video but yeah, it makes sense to prioritize the video because with the sound at least with a decent microphone mm. and you know recording late at night so my the trucks aren't like flying past my house <laughs> honking um i it should be it should be okay but yeah so that was my question thank you for answering <laughs> well thank you for creating the content out of it <laughs> i can post it on <laughs> instagram and makes i'm just a content freak okay every single time when i see something what, what can i make out of it that's how i am always thinking it just that's amazing <laughs> well that's all a compliment i thought it was a bad thing to do <laughs> No it's it it really is amazing i often want because i don't have that kind of energy to repurpose the content i create this one hero content and then i know that i can repurpose it into a blog post an instagram yeah. video you know maybe three or four linkedin and 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 facebook posts i do none of it because i'm just exhausted at the end of the <laughs> the episode i created i'm just done i don't want to work anymore especially if it's my own show at least if it's yeah. my client show then i'll you know for the box <laughs> i'll work <laughs> no it's it's just fun because i'm doing it for somebody else i just for some reason there is a small motivation when you're doing it for yeah. yourself and it's so you have to there is no accountability nobody yeah, exactly. making you do anything it's just it's just hard 
So I, I I appreciate how enthusiastically you're repurposing this stuff. That's great. Thank you so much. So guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we have discussed a lot regarding editing and uh, a lot of client related stuff regarding editing as well. So you can you can actually check out her content on uh, LinkedIn, and she gave me a lot of ideas relating to editing stuff on videos, even without her knowledge as well. So if you can go and find that, you definitely check that out. and if you guys have any questions uh, i will actually link uh, give her links to the description as well but parma please tell me what what are the places that we can find you in order to make sure that you are actively there and answering our questions any places okay so i engage with people a lot on instagram uh, so my dms are always open if you have a question come and ask i'll answer um, i won't charge you <laughs> just come and ask and um, where else am i i'm on linkedin actually quite a lot now so you can find me there and that's that's pretty much it i'm just mostly on instagram and linkedin and you can find me at byo podcast on instagram oh and twitter you can find me on twitter as well same byo podcast underscore i forgot the underscore sorry i am so bad at plugging myself <laughs> and the reddit which you mentioned are you still on I'm not. I'm at least not in the and not in a known way. I yeah. That's yeah. You would not know me there now. <laughs> oh cool, cool. So guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and uh, thank you, Parama, for coming on to the show. It really means a lot. I I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. <laughs> You're pronouncing it correct. It's Parama, and uh, thank you so much for inviting me. This was fun. This was a great conversation to have. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.